0: Good afternoon, this is Truth, Lies, Shenanigans, the live show for Sunday, November 15th, 2020. My name is Neo, and I'll be moderating all the shenanigans going on today. Let's, let me introduce you to my co-host, in the heart of the Million MAGA March, Lizzie. Uh,
1: I was nowhere near that <laughs> foolishness. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday, fun day. Hopefully, you guys are ready for the week ahead. Maybe just maybe our current POTUS will concede to the next POTUS. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe.
0: <laughs> Not like me. <maybe. laughs> and below me, way way away from any magas, we have the birthday boy Rob B. Ah! We missed Rob B. in the last show for his birthday, but we make sure we'll make sure we get some birthday celebration in today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. So cute. This is Robbie's granddaughter singing Happy birthday. birthday to you, Grandpa. Grandpa. Hey! <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: See you soon.
0: See you
1: soon. So cute. So, happy birthday, Grandpa.
0: <laughs> you're muted rob
2: it would have been great to get some kind of concession speech for my birthday but yeah, yeah. thank you so much guys that's amazing that little video melts my heart every single time I I'm sure imagine beauty all right that's Is my girl
0: for today's show, we have all hot topics. Lizzie will give a rundown of the huge crowds at the Million MAGA March. Robbie will be telling <laughs> us about minks in Denmark that are infected with the strain of COVID that could be transferred to humans. And I'll be talking about the GOP finally standing up to Trump. Well, sort of. sort of. All right. Remember, we are streaming live just about everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, and Twitter at TLS Live Show. And you can watch us at truthlieshenanigans.com or TLSShow.com. Share the feed, invite your friends, most importantly, join in the conversation. We want your comments to be part of the show. Our podcast listeners definitely want you to be asking the right questions for them. All right, and so you never miss an episode, don't forget, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or Amazon Music. All right guys, today I have a quick fire question. (laughs) So on TikTok, we came across a brand new way to cook steak, your toaster. That looks delicious. So, you guys, is this innovative, stupid, or straight shenanigans, Robbie?: Straight up
2: shenanigans. Where were where were the steak juices? This this is this is a hoax. This is a hoax. Lizzie,
1: shenanigans and a little bit of BS. Clearly, this child's mama did not teach her how to respect meat.
0: <laughs> I think it's innovative, but but how in the hell does she have to how how in the hell long does she have to hold down that lever? Because there ain't no steak setting on that toast.
1: That's not innovation. That's laziness. Innovation. That's, la- that's laziness. And that's let me post something stupid so I can go viral because I'm an influencer and I don't do anything else in the world. Like, come
0: on. <laughs> I think Robbie might be right, though, because I don't know. The, the way that the steak's cooked, she might have cooked the steak, put the steak in. She probably took it out, put it in a few times.
2: Yeah. There's no and grease I, there's no grease trap on that toaster. That's Are true. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> and and a grease trap or juice trap. So she could technically ruin her toaster, possibly causing a fire or a malfunction. Yeah. Like don't do, home.
0: Home. don't do this at home. Don't do this at home. Don't
1: do this at home. Don't ruin your parents' good meat. And I say this as a non-meat eater. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline Robbins says, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Mike Winner said, can I get one seasoning and a sear?
2: (laughs)
1: That's true,
0: though. Where is the seasoning? That A1
1: steak sauce, that was her seasoning. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Let me tell you, our viewers and listeners, what Truth, Lies, Shenanigans is all about. We'll be sharing our truths and opinions with you, calling out the lies, and pointing out those ridiculous shenanigans going on. But most importantly on this show, we try to have fun with some shenanigans of our own. But we do have one rule for our hosts, and that rule is no cussing. Boom, boom,
1: boom, boom, boom. That particularly goes to
0: Liz E. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) So we have a packed show. Let's just go straight into our hot topic.
2: Truth, lies, shenanigans.
0: All right, the way it works, one of our hosts will start us out and tell us if their topic is a truth, lie, shenanigans. They'll tell us exactly what went down, and then we'll talk about it. Until time is up, and our friend Genji will drop in for some birthday shenanigans and let us know that time is up. Ooh. We'll stop, and then we'll go to our live audience questions and comments online, and then we'll talk about a little bit more. But make sure you are talking to us online done we'll move on to our next all right robbie we missed you last show so since you're the birthday boy robbie is this a truth lie or is this shenanigan
2: um this is a very sad truth very sad truth on well maybe an industry that might be considered shenanigans um, Denmark is reporting that they are going to be culling the entire, uh, commercial mink population in their country, 17 million animals amid, um, coronavirus fears. Now, minks and humans do share a little bit of a history as far as trading viruses go. It is something that happens, uh, between our two species, um, But now this, what's happened with the COVID-19, there's now a mutation called SARS-CoV-2, and they're referring it to cluster five. They're referring to it as a cluster five. It's just the, the new name that they've given it. Now, why this particular variant is so important to keep an eye on and why the call has been ordered is because the new COVID strain that's been passed back on to humans is showing that It is it has inhibitors to a lot of the COVID fighting antibodies that we're currently using to develop vaccines. That is terrifying in and of itself. You're saying it's resistant to our current therapy. It's not resistant. It has it is building up some resistance to it, which really impedes the effectiveness of the current vaccine lots that they are working on internationally. So I guess my question for the panel. Is you know, mink fur clothing, mink oil, false eyelashes. Are these two pro- are these products that you could sacrifice for the benefit of both human and mink populations? <laughs> Lizzie, did you want to start? I
1: was say like, who are you asking first? Um, I still have not purchased a mink yet. Um that is one oh, of so the luxury items. I- oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. One- Mink, chinchilla, the whole nine. Um, But as it relates to this story, I I had to do some research. Um, because, I one, I didn't even know that there were 17 million mink in Denmark. Um, I've been to Denmark before. It's a very small country. Um, it is in Europe, in Scandinavia. It is to the north of Germany, and it is below um, Norway and Sweden. And only a population of 5.7 million people. It's a little less than twice the size of Massachusetts, just to give you a little background. So it's a very small country. So to think that there are 17 million mink in this small country. It's like, whoa, that's a lot. Um, But I wasn't sure what this was about originally. And then when they started to talk about the connection between um, some mink, not all 17 million are infected with COVID-19. It's some mink, they don't know the exact number, but to, um, you know, head off any type of mass um, infestation, if you will, with um, the Denmark population, they are deciding to get rid of all the mink. And I'm not quite sure if I'm there yet on that. I think that is um, an extreme, especially since you really don't know how many mink in the country are infected, what the general area is, like where are these mink that are infected and how did they, because there were some, so from what I read, there was an animal infected first, and then it got to humans and then it got to mink and then it got to human. Like it kept going back and forth. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so is there not a way to contain this is, you know, instead of like killing all of them. And what do you do with all 17 million mink bodies that oh, you yeah. have destroyed? Probably Where do they go?
2: Previously to, the ma- to this mass call that was announced um, in the weeks leading up, there had been, already been a culling of some 500,000 minks in Denmark, and it's been reported that they're just mass graves in the countryside. Uh, typically, with a, with a healthy mink, then there's other products that you can get from it, um, just rendering the oil uh, or rendering the fat for mink oil, for example. Um, and what happens to a lot of the carcasses is they just kind of get ground down and their organic nitrate rich bodies get added to the fur and the feces and it's used as fertilizer. So there isn't a part of the animal that's wasted. But at the end of the day, this is an animal population that's being raised and maintained for the primary purpose of clothing or the fur. So it's Neo.
0: So I'll say I I was shocked. I was one I was shocked by the number. Um
1: 17 million?
0: Yeah, I, I mean I was shocked that we even that we even need 17 million minks, but I guess mm-hmm. there are a lot of people like Lizzie, who like mink. Or,
1: <laughs> but I mean, my I fr- it gets cold in Scandinavia. Let, let let's you know, we need That's to true, acknowledge though. that. It, I mean, you know, it,
0: Scandinavia. it is a, it is partially survival up there partially. I mean, but there are are other other things we can use nowadays um, but i was started wondering the first thought that came to me is i started wondering is this nature trying to get back at us uh, for all our atrocities like for example furs and, and and the things that we do in america i mean you think about the current pandemic started in like wuhan china in some wet market down there right and you know what they do with animals down there and then you talk about these minks and you know Potential pandemic started because of people's affection for furs, you know. Because this is a potential pandemic, um, because it's a different strain, right? And so, in some ways, I'm wondering, you know. And it's sad for me to say, but I'm wondering is if humanity as a whole has earned a pandemic. I'm not saying mm. deserve, but earned it by no trust. Okay,
1: no. Because the people, the people who would be the suggested earners, if you will, of this particular pandemic are not the people that are dying. At least look at the numbers in America. We are now at what, 260? I might be off a little bit, but 200. That's why I
0: specified humanity as a whole. I just want to clarify.
1: That's not how things work because it's not, if it's not affecting the actual people that are intended, then what's the point? The 260,000 people in this country who have have died so far um, of COVID-19 guarantee less than 1% of them own a mink. So sure. you're not really going to the intended population if you want to say that this is a punishment, mm-hmm. if you will, or if this is supposed to be some type of deterrent or a wake-up call. No, it, it doesn't really work like yeah, that. But
0: nature—I don't know—nature sort of does work like that, though. Nature does absolutely. work like that. Nature because it's survival. I mean, it's it, it kind of it's self-correct. So, you know, yes. and I'm, I'm speaking to humanity as a species, not as an, in, you know, not as individual. I'm speaking about humanity as a species.
1: How is this self-correcting, the fact it's that self wear furs and minks, when you're not getting to the people who wear furs and minks?
2: But this is self-correcting, Liz, in that we... There are too many humans on the planet. That's well documented. We consume too many resources. As a result, we engage in very unhealthy practices for the planet. So with these commercial farms and these animals that are in very tight captivity and the transfer of viruses back and forth between the two genuses, that is absolutely self-correcting, because if there's too many monkeys on the planet doing too many bad things to the planet and to the other species, Make Mother Nature, find finds, yep. Mother but, Nature but, finds a way. Mother Nature finds a correct balance. We've been polluting at a high bad, level. But
1: the people that are doing the bad things are not the people that are You're
0: thinking individuals. Have. See, you're thinking individuals. I'm speaking as but, a whole, but, as a species. But
1: then mm-hmm. what's the point? There are innocents in the species. That's why I'm saying it's not a corrective measure.
0: Nature it's doesn't not... look at the innocence as a in in the species.
1: That's why I call the nature explanation bullshit. And yes, give me points for that.
2: It's,
1: <laughs> it's bullshit. Like, do I think do I think that this is a part of nature? That um, pandemics, that disease, are a part of nature? Absolutely.
0: But then how can you eliminate it?
1: There are
0: As a consideration,
1: diseases, because there are certain diseases that have nothing to do with human activity. How, how does this,
0: what this one specifically does?
1: But then kill the people that are responsible for it.
0: Like, but that's a, not it, how it, natural causes work. It just because, you can't. It doesn't. No. It would, you would have to have a consciousness. It doesn't have a consciousness.
1: <laughs> it's bullshit. That's, that's <laughs> Like, no, no one is going to learn or be corrected by this and so then what's the point
0: yeah, but then humanity as a whole has to stop their practices that cause these issues
1: but is humanity as a whole going to do that it is not correcting anything
0: so then have then my what my comment was then we've earned a pandemic if we won't stop doing these things we've earned it
1: you- maybe yes. you, you can take that on your shoulder
0: humanity as a species it. has earned it well,
1: i haven't taken responsibility for any of that you're not you're not
0: humanity you're not you're not a species. You're, a you're a a the species you're
1: but... part of the species but you're an
0: individual in the species but
1: it affects me right <laughs> it does I mean, you <laughs> just like it
0: affects 17 million it. minks that entire species
1: exactly. Actually, actually, it's not affecting seven. We are affecting the minks. That's true. Too. Seventeen million minks aren't infected at this moment. That's, we don't even know mm-hmm. how many are infected right now. That's true.
0: All right, great, great conversation.
2: <laughs> Very animated. Very animated.
0: All right, let me get online real quick. Uh, so Jose says, uh, "Such a waste. Those poor minks, so sad." Uh, Mike Winter says, "All them coats, and he's crying." <laughs> <laughs> That's like my, Mike Winters in Lizzie's, uh corner. Uh, Paulette nice. says it sure is opening our eyes, or should be. dr Robinson says this pandemic, if anything, has exposed inequities in our healthcare system as well as our economy. And uh, I Paulette, give you that. Paulette, I'll give you that. Paulette also says two wrongs don't make a right. And Michael Wolf just commented, "Oh, good." But lizzie you about to say something? I'm
1: just gonna. Also, though, in terms of exposing, like how much is it really, expo- just specifically to this issue, and I think Rob B is frozen, I but so specifically <laughs> to this issue because I mean, if, not, if not for this topic from Rob B, I never would have heard of this. I never like this. Is some information that Rob B is you know schooling me on as it relates to one the size of the mink population in um, Denmark, two about the how easily it's transferred between this species of mink versus humans, and three how they are responding. I had never heard this story, this topic before. Mm -hmm. Rob B brought it to the table. And uh, Mike Wolf's
2: okay. The mink industry has been under attack for several years because of issues like this, because of the transference of pathogens between our two species. Um, and we can produce these goods artificially. You don't need fake mink eyelashes. You don't need a mink well, coat. You don't need eyelashes. mink i <laughs> got but, good
1: eyelashes. I never get mink eyelashes.
2: But um, that's one of those bullsh products. That's generated from an innocent animal it's to me it's an industry that's based on vanity initially out of necessity when we were when we needed to the fur trade in order to stay warm, but we can artificially reproduce this. we have the comforts, we have the technology, and these poor animals in dozens of countries are mass farmed and suffer and die for some pretty hats and boots and coats so
0: Mike wolf made an excellent point he just I just want to get this in so he kind of uh, clarified with the point I was making. He said it's similar to global warming. The people who live in Oceanside trailer parks are getting killed by hurricanes, not the oil executives creating the global warming. It doesn't, nature doesn't pick and choose. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. We've, we've earned hurricanes because of the oil executives.
1: I've earned no damn hurricane. Um, but but if, you, if you go back to if you go back to um, the point that Rob B just made, I mean, you can easily assign that to old girl in our quickfire. Um, I mean, you know, there are a lot of cows that are dying for, you know, ribeye. I agree,
0: that's true. I never, that's
1: true. For her to be able mm. to put it in that poster. so it doesn't just apply to these poor mink; it applies mm. to all animals. Mm. Whether you are um, a, a vegan or a vegetarian or a pesca or a carnivore,
0: yep.
1: it all goes. Right. It's all, all around, all around.
0: Agree, agree, on that. All right. So next hot topic is mine.
1: Truth
2: lies shenanigans.
0: All right, guys. Uh, I've been talking for a while now. This is uh, truth lies shenanigans. This is shenanigans, right? So. I've been talking for a while now how Trump was planning to steal the election weeks before the election even started and that we had made it and then we had to make it possible, impossible for him to steal it. Fortunately, mission accomplished. We've made it pretty much impossible. But as we all know, he failed to concede. and He's still trying to find a way. Now he's trying to flip electors. For those that may not understand the Electoral College, let me give you a little background. All right. Now, each state is slightly different, so this scenario doesn't work for all of them. But basically, each state has an assigned number of electoral votes based on a few factors, mostly population. But each party submits a list of electors that will represent their party, Democrat, Republican, or their state in a national electoral college vote. And the party that wins the popular vote in a particular state, say Maryland, Virginia, gets their list of electors approved. So if the Democrats win in Maryland, their list of electors gets approved and then they go vote in electoral college, right? And they do that in December. They go vote on behalf of their state. So what Trump wants to do is in states where democratic electors have been chosen, He wants GOP leaders in those states to send the list of Republican electors to go vote instead of the list of Democratic electors chosen by the voters. Also, keep in mind, electors in some states can vote for whomever they want, regardless of how the vote turned out. They're not mandated by the state by law. Uh, Some states mandate the states by law to vote if you were elected. Some states have laws where if you're an elector, you can vote for whomever you want. Now, I do wanna note that Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016 did actually try to uh, flip some electors uh, to vote for her, uh, but it didn't work. Um, But she did focus on places where it was legal to switch your vote, Um, but it's not legal in the places where Trump is going for Right. So with all that said, the GOP in those states refused to break the law. So my question to you guys, does any of this seem right, or should this Electoral College thing just go away? I'll start with B. uh
2: The Electoral College was something I always had a difficult time understanding, and I had to do a little bit more reading and yeah, ask questions. And uh, it's, to me, it's, it's a flawed system. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's, there's the popular vote. There's the vote of the people. There's no super vote. There's no vote that can effectively veto or trump yours. It's just, it's the popular vote, the number of votes by the people that should determine leadership. So to me, it's it's something that's antiquated and shouldn't exist. It, it If anything, it corrupts and undermines your, your election process. Lizzie, your thoughts?
1: Um, one, I'm glad that we're doing this topic because still there are so many um, Americans who do not know what how the Electoral College works. They're not aware, aware of what it does. Everyone thinks in this country that, you know, it's a popular vote system. And that's not the case. So I can't tell you the number of conversations that I've had with people, even in the past week, trying to explain how the Electoral College works. Um, I do, like Rob said... I do think it's a very, excuse me, antiquated system. I think it's no longer effective, not in a country where you have 360 million plus people. So you could have, you know, a state like California that, yeah, they have more electoral votes than a small state like Wyoming, but still that popular, that populace is not fully represented. And so I think we need to go back and redo, and it would have to be through the constitution because the electoral college is part of the constitution. Mm -hmm. But I think we need to go back and redo how we vote in this country. And it's not something that needs to be brought up every four years during a general Mm -hmm. election year. That's the only time in this country when you really hear people start to talk about the electoral college. And it's the same gripe that they had the four years prior if this is something that we want to eradicate and revamp within our system, it needs to get done starting January 21st, 2021. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it works anymore. I don't think it's effective, and I think it's starting to hinder our process, especially when you have so much pushback after the election, because people don't understand how the system works. So my
0: thoughts are there was I used to believe that there was a value to the Electoral College, because if you look at states, you know, we're so spread out. The United States is a very spread out country. So ideals and needs and requirements are different over in Montana than they are here in Washington, D.C. or in New York or California. So what they need as far as representation is different. Um, so an electoral college kind of gives you a, an ability to have a greater effect on who you're able to, you know, who your state or who your area or geographic location is able to influence as far as president. So there was some value in that I always felt, but the realization came to me when I, I saw a graphic and I wish I had it, but, um, where you realize that. Basically, it's land that's voting. It disenfranchises people, individuals um, because the country is is not land, even though the needs may be different in different geographical areas, which is true. Um, still, representation and, and the needs of individuals should be a greater of greater importance, I believe. so uh-huh. I think each vote. Needs to count towards, um, you know, a president. I think at least the president should be popular vote.
1: So, Mike, went to mention that explanation wasn't clear, and I apologize if my explanation wasn't clear. The Electoral College was formed so that smaller states like Wyoming, like a Delaware like a Rhode Island, that they would have a fair advantage in terms of the voting process, in terms of the representation coming from their states. However, I think because when it was um, formed, the country wasn't as big. There weren't as that many people living Mm -hmm. in the United States as we have now. And like O'Neill mentioned or alluded to, you were mostly talking about land representation at that point. Mm -hmm. not necessarily people. And so one of the problems with the electoral college that would be eradicated with just going by the popular vote is it's always the first, the first candidate to get to 270. In a popular vote, you wouldn't have that number. It would be by the end of business and we establish what that end of business date is, who has the most votes, period. It's not the first to this, the first to that. And you alleviate the possibility of what Trump is trying to do now in right. influencing electors. Right. It's all about the number of people who are voting. And it might encourage more people to vote. Because really? we're, as it stands now, a lot of people say my vote doesn't matter. Well, it would in a popular vote situation. Every vote would count. Yeah,
2: because honestly, oh, go ahead, Robbie. I'll let you say your your point. I want to. No, I I agree with Liz 100%. And just as our conversation is flowing, some of the comments online uh, really line up with it. uh, From Jacqueline Robinson, Uh, she says, uh, the Electoral College is an antiquated holdover from slavery, and it needs to be abolished. Um, Quickly, right after that, Mike Winter posted, um, slavery plus rural America is how we got an Electoral College. Black people, as usual, uh, were the bargaining chip that, uh, that that were giving up given up first, and we were talking about this before the show, where that it absolutely reminded me of some of the conversation we've had. Where that's it, it's the land holder that has the voice of the people on the land. Well, in this case, like these are elected representatives, so the people gave them power. They don't have the right to undo what the people have done. Yeah, the people have spoken.
0: See, in my opinion, we have we have the Uh, Congress for a reason, so that there is representation in government for areas, for land, for states. Um, You know, so we have the Congress for that. But when it comes down to the individual of the president, I really think we don't need a secondary means of representation of areas. Um, You know, and of course, there's gerrymandering and there's all this other stuff. And so they're manipulating, they're easily able to manipulate the vote. When necessary, because how often has it been that we've elected uh, Republican presidents who lost the popular vote? It's been often. It's been at least three in the last, what, five elections, four, six elections, I think it is, uh, where the Republican candidate lost the popular vote and was elected to uh, be president. Because I Uh, I know it happened with Bush. It happened with uh, Trump and it happened with um, Um. who else did to have bush Trump yeah twice well um, twice. Okay. So two times but
1: let me, to piggyback off of that, look at the states that we are really talking about here, yeah. Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona, three states that have traditionally voted republican, three states or that have had the Republican qualifying electoral votes, if you will, three states that um Trump has now said have been a source of contention because they anticipated that those electoral votes based on the past and based on influence, that they would get those votes. Then you saw all of a sudden the mail-in votes coming in and the people speaking. And the number of people voting in a certain direction, and it changed everything. And so that's why the popular vote is now important, more so than ever, in that you have people who have been disenfranchised before, but now they're being encouraged to vote. And that can swing things. And so that's Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why we need to get rid of this system and go and count every every single
0: vote
1: for whom people want to vote for.
0: I agree. Mike Wolf made another great statement here. So he says um, the bigger problem is the Senate. The inequality of the representation, in the electoral college, is based on the inequality of representation in the Senate. And of course, Mike Winner uh, mentioned right after them, House representation is based on population, whereas the Senate is two per state. Uh, so, and he, he said he mentions that DC statehood illuminates this problem as well. Which That's I, and, and I agree. Want- There's not fair representation in the Senate.
1: Um, taxation without representation. That's why they don't want D.C. statehood. But Senate representation comes from people voting. And if we get more people voting, we would have better and more fair representation in the Senate. You don't vote. You're not. And I'm not talking about just the general election. You know, there's there are other elections outside of every four years. And if you don't Mm -hmm. vote, can't change these numbers in and congress.
0: Mike Wolf also pointed out some numbers. So, for example, Wisconsin's population is 5.8 million, uh two senators. California has 3 39.5 million and two senators. So, you know, let's say we keep the Senate and the House of Representatives as is, then that's even more of a reason that we should be going popular vote because that gives that's why the Senate and the president have so much power. You know, And the representation is not equal to individuals. Um, Only the House is, and again, even the House itself is gerrymandered in a way that manipulates um, where where people are still underrepresented. So, yeah, I I think the Electoral College personally has to go. Um, Although I I had not totally agreed with it until this election, uh, (laughs) I, I definitely think it has to go. All right. Final hot topic goes to Miss Lizzie Enders.
2: Truth.
0: It's a truth, a lie, or shenanigans, Lizzie? All
1: of the above. There's a little bit of <laughs> all of the above. I always get like the multi topic, you know? Yeah, you got, uh, you got the deep
0: one. <laughs>
1: today we are talking about MAGA Lives. MAGA Lives Matter, people. So this weekend in Washington, D.C., Saturday, uh, November 14th, we have the million MAGA, million MAGA March here in D.C. First of all, I take a little bit of exception that, you know, they stole that name.
0: Oh, of the man, million- that to be my comment.
1: I mean, you know, they don't like black folks, but they show like to steal our stuff. I know because we
0: started out with the the whole million march concept. Started out with million man march, which was uh, to bring attention to racial inequality, (laughs) and and so now we've got racists, (laughs) neo Nazis (laughs) using it. It all, all, you
1: know, ridiculous. I'm sorry. Go ahead. cyclical. It's cyclical. But um, yes, yesterday in Washington, D.C., we had the Million MAGA March um, downtown, and um, there were some folks here, not as many as the White House was saying, but there were some folks here. So um, White House Press Secretary Kelly, and I, I apologize to her because I always butcher her last name, Kelly McEnany, I think that's her last name. That's right, um, close she, she came out and she made a statement saying that there were a million protesters, million demonstrators that descended on the nation's capital yesterday. And if you live here, if you have a drone, if you have cameras or what have you, if you are paying attention, you know that there were not a million people here yesterday. Not even close.
0: Not MAGA I people.
1: Even, <laughs> I wouldn't even say 50,000.
0: No, yeah, not was, even I close was, to 50,000. Like, they, 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 filled they filled up... They filled up Freedom Plaza pretty much. I know, I know there were people over at Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter Plaza, but Freedom Plaza was where the main maga stuff is. I mean, that barely holds like enough to fit a stadium, not a stadium, but not even a uh a, a, a Verizon Center or something. I mean, it's it's I don't even think they had 20,000, to be honest in my opinion. Well, I mean, they came out they
1: came out- you know, in full force, which I had to remind several people this week, it was their constitutional right to do yeah. a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, made the statement that, you know, their their permits should have been rejected. They shouldn't have been allowed to march. Uh, uh-uh. uh. They, right, they have every right to march, yeah. just like everyone else, as long as they aren't inciting violence. And they aren't being violent, the whole of them, the whole lot of them, if you will. Because remember, the day after the inauguration in 2017, almost every single major city in this country, tons of major cities across the world had anti-Trump protests. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the protest in New York City, deep. So yes, they had a right to march. But what I was telling people to do who did not believe in their ideology and philosophy Stay home. Ignore them. Don't give them any. Aside from journalists who needed to document this, yeah. don't go. Don't give them any shine. Yeah. Go get your nails did. Go, you know, to have a party in your house, <laughs> socially distant. But don't give them any. Don't give them a reason or an excuse to say, "See, this is what we're talking about." This is how the left is. But I want to get, you know, your perspective, um, panel. What, what did you think when you first heard that there was going to be a million MAGA march in D.C.? Rob?
2: Um, didn't really surprise me uh, because Trump has been crying fraud for, on these elections before they even started. Um, to have his supporters come out in droves and create another super spread event as opposed to having their leader suggest that they stay home, wait for the ca- for the votes to be tallied, wait for the final counts, wait for the process to run through, and then if there's any legal challenges, to go with it then. I think one of my favorite uh, aspects about all of this was when they were marching, I guess one of their chants was... Uh, something about Fox News is fake or F Fox News. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's funny because we heard Fox News on Air Force One in the background so many times. We we heard the commercials and went, I, I got to get my carpets done. Yeah, yeah, I do. But it's just so funny that as soon as anybody challenges Trump or questions him, because as soon as, the, as Fox started back checking right. him, that's when he got the hate on for them. Okay, and no, yeah. this is false. They're they're not they're not a legitimate uh, media outlet, and actually I heard something the other day about Trump wanting to start his own media conglomerate. So you know he's delegitimized all of them, and now he's going to try to build his own network. Ah, oh, that's just that's painful. That's yeah. painful to think about.
0: I Neo, mean, yeah. well, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, matter of fact, I think I called it because um, I, I I always felt that if Biden had lost that there would have been widespread um, protests, widespread violence um, mostly because we would have been upset um, that Trump was still in there. And so the protests that have been happening would have been larger. But, um, and I think the Trump people would have exacerbated it even further. So it would have been damn near a civil war, but, I also knew that if Biden were to win, that the Trump people would do something. But mm-hmm. again, it fizzled out to just about what I had said. I think it was at least two or three episodes ago. know, yeah, they were going to do something, but it wasn't going to be much. And I mean, this is something. I mean, obviously the violence that's going on and stuff like that, and you know, and and it's not all the all the MAGA people, you know, precipitating it. But no. that being said, you know. It's um, it's about what I expected, actually. It's about spot on to what I expected. So.
1: I just want to say, you know, with this story, when I saw this, um, it reminded me of the fact and this has been kind of the mantra for Trump's entire presidency. This just goes to show you with them chanting, that chance about Fox News being pissed off that Fox reported the actual news. This just reminds all of us that these people, his followers, do not believe in the free press. They do not believe in the First Amendment. They believe that everything has to go their way. And if it doesn't, then we're going to revolt. And so this is reminder of that. But Neo, you know, started to show just now um, a quick montage of the events from the protest yesterday. So one of our friends, our high school friends, friends of the show, Reuven Gorin, who's been out on the street um, documenting the pandemic and the protest since like early spring. Mm -hmm. He was out there on Friday night. He was out there yesterday taking pictures and just giving an accurate live montage of what was going on at the protest in the city. So these are just some of the images so this is a big this was the night before this particular image here was from friday evening and um it was a show of a big again i'm quoting fuck biden sign <laughs> um and so this was you saw quite a few of them throughout the protests yesterday um keep it going there for a second so this one says chinese votes don't don't count what does that mean <laughs> What does that even mean? I didn't even
2: get it. But Trump Trump has really been after China. If you listen to his speeches, it's the Chinese virus. They're dirty. They're this. They're that. Um, I know that a lot of Chinese Americans or Asian Americans uh, have been subject to violence and harassment. And it just plays into his voter base. Chinese votes don't matter because he. Trump has delegitimized, he's demonized the Chinese people. So his followers don't see them as being legitimate voters.
1: I mean, I, and and correct me if I'm wrong, people, but so the, the Mitch McConnell's wife, if I'm not mistaken, is Chinese American,
0: correct? Mm -hmm. I believe so.
1: Does her vote not count? I mean, she's on your side, folks. (laughs) Does your vote not, does her vote not count? Um,
0: she is very conservative some, as well.
1: Very conservative.
0: conservative. Then, very hash,
1: hush, hush. Oh, some people, oh, you met her. What was that like? What happened there?
0: I mean, when I met her, it was like, hello, how you doing? And they have a conversation.
1: <laughs> Acknowledged you? Interesting. Um, this next picture. let's see. Legal votes only audit. Legal votes only audit every state. So again, audit every state. So we really want to go back and do a recount. Of every state. Notice how the major brouhaha.
0: Yeah, I thought she might be. Yeah, I wasn't sure she was Chinese. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike Winter clarified that she is Korean, Korean
2: American.
1: My bad. Apologies. Apologies. So she's Korean American. However, you know the you know, people in the United States they see all Asians as the same. So I'm pretty sure that Chinese votes doesn't matter. Picture sign in their mind. Apply. Mm-hmm. applied to her as well. I told Mike Winter the other day about my friend and maybe she's watching, maybe she isn't. Camille Burstman Sommer. So Camille is Filipino. Okay? Mm-hmm. Camille, I used to work with me at Sports Illustrated back in the day. She was a reporter. And the first time she met Alex Rodriguez, baseball player Alex Rodriguez. He bowed to her. Remember, she's Filipino. He bowed to her and said "Konnichiwa,"
0: which is a Japanese greeting.
1: <laughs> so yeah, um let's. We're going through these pictures, and I'm just going to leave that there. You can post your comments, your your commentary in the comments. Um, this is again a picture of you know some of the people on the street downtown from yesterday. Move forward, Neil. Let me go to this one um,
0: here. house so this, nothing wrong.
1: Cal Rittenhouse did nothing wrong, and so these pictures that Reuven were able to, you know, bring out for us, were able to take for us, um, really shows the um, inherent angry, aggressive, and hateful nature of these people. Cal Rittenhouse was the—I believe he was fourteen.
0: Yeah, again, set, seventeen. He was like older. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: young man who was from Illinois, who illegally went from Illinois to Minnesota with a firearm to protest, if you will. And in that protest, he shot and killed two people. Two people. So one, he, doesn't, he wasn't eligible to have an open carry license meaning that he didn't have a, a license for the firearms that he had. He certainly didn't have permission legally to carry that firearm from state to state. And then to get on in the street and to engage with other protesters, because he was at a protest, who were unarmed and sh- shot and killed them. And so then look at this. And you hear this a lot from the people on the MAGA side. Cal Rittenhouse was not wrong. He was justified in killing people. So this is the mindset of what was going on, you know, downtown yesterday during these protests. Keep it up.
0: I want to point out a few few comments online. So Camille, um, your friend Camille, you were just talking about said, uh, oh yeah, konnichiwa. I was pretty taken (laughs) aback. And all I could say was that I'm not Japanese. Should have (laughs) retorted in Spanish based on me. You know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, Reuven, uh, well, one thing uh, Mike Winter did uh, look it up, and he says he's wrong. She is Chinese American. She is Chinese, and Reuven says the man holding the sign is an oath keeper.
1: What is an oath keeper? I
0: don't know. I'm uh, hoping Reuven tells us what an oath keeper is.
1: Yeah, Reuven, tell us what an oath keeper is.
0: All right, Robbie, I'll if let you can. continue. Oh, did you want to? Did you want to show the video?
1: Yes. So there was also um, reports that there was some violence from the protest yesterday. Um, As of this morning, I don't know if it has been updated, but as of this morning, there were 20 arrests, which if you believe what the White House said, 20 arrests in a protest of a million people, (laughs) that's nothing. But there were 20 arrests. There were two um, MPD police officers that were injured and there were two people that were stabbed. One allegedly was an independent journalist whom she claims was stabbed by um, a member of the Proud Boys. Mm -hmm. But yes, show show this video. What
2: are you about to say, Robbie? Just real quick. The Oath Keepers is another far white, uh, far right uh, vigilante group that would be. Pretty comparable to the Proud Boys. Just did a quick search, so Oath keepers right up there. Get
1: the fuck here. This
0: is this is definitely down by freedom. Half off. It looks like this dude is one of the cowboys. So we're seeing now when the Power boy's fighting
2: the
0: people around him attacking him now
1: and
0: now he's starting to get beat up
1: R- oh, What's
0: he just got and behind. Oh, behind. Back out, laid out, and somebody just kicked him in the head all down on the ground.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead keep myself from laughing at the very end there when the gentleman went down on the ground and you had the guy in his face with the camera. Cam- phone.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> I saw that. That was crazy. I mean he had the camera on? like in his, face,
1: in, in his face. Making sure he could get it. Uh, I wouldn't advise anyone in the audience to do that. Like you can get that picture from afar if you need it, but this particular Mm. guy, so um, the gents and I viewed this in our pre-show when we were getting ready for the show and we saw that he had been sucker punched from behind and we were kind of like, eh, that's that definitely is not right. But I didn't recognize him in that moment when we saw it before as one of the guys who initiated the violence at the Mm-hmm. of this, who you know, John, who the guy on the megaphone he pushed him and tried to kick him from behind. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, very violent. and so I'm not saying that he deserved this, no. as you guys say, that you know, we in a way
0: he was trying to protect hard. the person with the mic megaphone, too, though.
2: No, 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 he he bowled bull- no, them over violent. hard. He he rips the megaphone away from him and bowls him over. Then. Yeah, then he proceeds a little further, kicks somebody in the back. He engages three to five people very quickly in physical confrontations, and I'm not saying he's not engaging them. He's attacking them. He's the threat.: So well, no he's, question he's he, the threat because he's he's feeling, an- yeah. he's feeling angry. he's feeling threatened, so now he's lashing out. And last time I checked, picking a fight when the odds are 50 to one outside of a movie set where you're the principal actor. It's not going to end well for you every time. So it's oh, you're right. you know I'm not I'm not going to say that he deserved it, but the attack Everything to subdue him, him. Yep. was warranted. Yeah, he, so so he, he, subduing he, he, him is warranted. Kicking someone in the head while they're down on the ground, I'm not cool with that. But
1: honestly, I'm not cool with any of the violence. Um, but you know, my yeah. mantra has always been, "Don't start none, won't be none." And so he totally could have voiced his opinion without getting physical. Everyone in that situation could, but that just was a, a just to show you some of what was going on down there. I'm not sure this video did. That video did not come from Reuben. I'm not sure if Reuben did see any of the violence. I got that video from Twitter. Um, but there was a lot going on. But. Not as much as I thought would be going
0: on.
1: Yeah. I something. anticipated that would be much worse than what we saw.
0: I, 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 I anticipated back, about what we were seeing. But I want to get to some comments. So Reuven says he deletes his typing. Yeah, what Rob said. <laughs> Law officers and military veterans, both keepers. Um, Daria Winter says, just as these invaders in D.C. came in with infections, we never got our full funding from the feds to pay for Example, overtime for Metropolitan Police. Who pays for the costs of yesterday? Uh, So that's a good question. Um, So Camille says, is it Brent of Tart's sword in Game of Thrones? Uh, She must be responding (laughs) to something else. Oh, the Oath Keeper. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, Jacqueline Robbins says, he and his mama have been treated like heroes by mainstream Republicans. Uh, there was once even a even guidance by the DOJ to prop that young punk as being justified in killing those two people in, in Kenosha. That's uh, talking about Rittenhouse.
1: So, she's talking about Rittenhouse, and it should also be noted that um, there was a GoFundMe account.
2: Oh, there for was. For him, yep. at- I remember that. account for him. And within okay. with and within a week, they had raised like over three hundred thousand for his legal costs and defense
1: so again just just that was just a quick you know recap and refresher of what happened in d c yesterday mm-hmm. um Some bad on. a lot going on. I appreciate that it wasn't worse that That's all I can say about yeah. it um because yeah. I really did anticipate that there was going to be widespread violence that there were that the city downtown was going to be set on fire, if you will yeah. um so I'm glad that that it didn't happen to that extreme.
0: All right, guys, those are some great hot topics, great discussions online. Truth, lies, All right, let's jump into today's game show. Sh-trivi- shenanigans trivia again. <laughs> Maybe we'll switch it up a little bit on uh, Wednesday when uh, Gianni's here. But what we're going <laughs> to do is we're going to go around the horn. I'll ask you a question, read the options, and you'll answer as quickly as you can. Get it right, you get a point. Person with the most points wins the game. Let's get this one. All right. So nice easy one. Uh let's start. Let's start with Lizzie this time. All right. Lizzie, what year did the Berlin Wall come down? 1985, 1987, 89, or 91?
1: 91.
0: Was it 91? I we thought it was 89. <laughs> nope, 89.
1: How was it 89?
0: Really? Yeah, I was pretty sure it was oh, yeah. 89. Oh. Okay, I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. No points for Lizzie. All right. Rob B. Who invented hot cocoa? The Germans, the Swiss, oh, the Incans, go or the Mayans? I'm going to go with the Mayans. Yeah, That is correct. Mm-hmm. One point for Rob B. All right. This is for me. Oh, this is a great question. How did Neo leave the Matrix? breaking a mirror, finding a secret room at a rock concert, escaping on a window-washing platform, or taking a red pill. Isn't it escaping a... Why don't I remember this? Hold on.
1: Uh-huh. He's right. I
0: hey, think it was finding name? a room in a secret rock, con- at a con- rock concert. Hold on. Oh, it was the red pill. Okay. I'm <laughs> I gave you one for free, Robbie. You're like... Like my favorite movie. I don't know why I don't have that.
2: All right. I'll take it. <laughs> All
0: right. In the human body, this is for Lizzie. In the human body, where is the smallest bone? The toes, the neck, the nose, the ear. Smallest bone, Lizzie. Are you saying the ear? That's what you're pointing at. No, I'm I
1: felt my nose. Um, I want to say the ear.
0: You're going with the ear, all right. In your eardrum. That is correct, Lizzie. Good job, good job. The ear. All right, Robbie. What happened to the nose of the Sphinx in Egypt? A 14th century Sufi Muslim vandalized it. Napoleon shot it off with a cannon. It was eaten away by weathering and erosion or all of the above. They are competing
2: theories. I'm gonna say weathering and erosion. Weathering
0: and erosion. I think it's uh, all of the above. I am correct. Wow,
2: <laughs> I did not know those things.
0: Nope. All right. Well, okay, so one, one, and zero this is All right for me. What Atari made video game? Oh, this is was good. considered one of the worst video games of all time. Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Superman, ET, I, I, or Towering Inferno. It's gotta be ET. I
1: screamed a thousand curse words at that ET game.
0: The Kevin oh, Thompson got it was, guy, right. The last one right. He said all of them.
2: The game Mike was Winner a commercial ear, failure. Right, but it was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, everyone, like I, Andy and uh, Mike Winter both got 1989 correct, by the way, Lizzie.
1: And you know what, I honestly, I do know that. I'm think, I was thinking of the video, um, Scorpion. So I was just like, well, when you, did that video come out? Instead of thinking of the exact um, moment that the wall came down. So that was my bad, my bad for sure.
0: So this is the final round and we're all tied. What? What's on a margarita pizza? Oh my God, if you don't get this right. Tomato sauce, mozzarella and green olive, tomato sauce, mozzarella and green peppers, tomato sauce, mozzarella, and basil, tomato sauce, mozzarella, and pepperoni. Tomato sauce,
1: mozzarella,
0: and basil. Uh, That is correct, I'm sure. (laughs) All right, Rob B. What is the largest planet? Oh my God, are you kidding me? (laughs) Come on now. What is the largest planet in the solar system? Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune, or Uranus?
2: I think it's Neptune.
0: Did you say Neptune? Are you you're yeah. serious? I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's uh... <laughs> Jupiter. You missed I that on purpose, mean... didn't you? <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> no? like,
1: you? You sounded like an American in that moment. That
0: was a typical American. <laughs> All right. Lizzie. Okay, so I have a chance to tie Lizzie. Let's see. How do bats navigate at night? Oh god, this is easy.
1: All right. Let me ask Remy. Let me ask my cat,
0: Remy. They have night vision like an owl. They hunt mostly by moonlight. They have an incredible sense of smell like a seagull. Or they use echolocation like a dolphin. They use echolocation like a dolphin. That is correct. All right. Robbie, you're out of this round. This is the final round between me and Lizzie. All right, Lizzie, you ready? What famous box character was also a famous singer? Oh, really? Tony the Tiger from Frosted Flakes, Cuckoo Bird from Cocoa Puffs, Captain Crunch from Captain Crunch, or Count Chocolate from Count Chocolate? Um, what? Go back to
1: the question. Scroll back up to the question.
0: What famous animated cereal box character was also a famous singer? Tony <sighs> the Tiger from Frosted Flakes, Captain Crunch from Captain Crunch. Cuckoo bird from Cocoa Puffs, or Count Chocula from Count Chocula? By the way, Mike Winner said, "Robbie, there's no birthday win for you today." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm um, tempted to go with Kevin Daxon, but uh, I'm um I don't know. I'm I'm a I don't know. I really don't know the answer at all.
1: I only ate one of these cereals, so I'm gonna say Tony the Tiger.
0: I'm going with Captain Crunch. So hopefully one of us gets it right. Otherwise, I'm just going to defer to you. Let's with Tony the Tiger. Oh, you got it. Hey. Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Good job, Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie pulled off the win. <laughs> All right. Before we close out, let's get in some shout outs. All right, Lizzie. Better?
1: Shout out, but a little bit of clarification as well. So it seems like we're still going back and forth over Elaine Chow, Mitch McConnell's wife. So apparently, 100%, she is not Korean. She's actually Taiwanese.
0: Taiwanese, um, Taiwan. are all wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Taiwan, which, you know, is no fault of their own, a part of China. Um, but yeah, she was Taiwanese and, you know, immigrated to the United States. So... Yeah, we were all wrong on that one. But shout out to everyone who has stuck with our program, stuck with our podcast, and, you know, puts up with our shenanigans every week. So, thank
0: you. Mike, we're going to say, y'all, Bama's from missing Tony the Tiger, because he he guessed Tony, by the way.
2: <laughs> all right, Robbie, Robbie Rock. Ah, uh, shout out to Ruben for all of his uh, images that we were able to use in today's show. That was amazing to see it on the street. Thank you so much, Ruben, for allowing us to use your images. Shout out to Thank Deja, you. who is not Johnny. with us today, or to Johnny, who's not with us today, because she's doing a runway show. So you go, girl. I hope you kick ass. Well done.
1: Get your angles.
2: <laughs> Don't forget your yeah. angles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And definitely a shout out to the audience that joins us. Thank you so much for your participation every week. It's uh, twice a week. It's amazing to, to have you here with us. Thank you. A lot of audience
0: participation. I love the audience particip- participation every yeah. single show. Uh, my shout out is actually to Angela Cherie at the Ever Evolving Podcast. It's a really, really awesome podcast. Um, and we have some really great collaborations coming up with her soon. So check her out. Just search for the Ever Evolving Podcast anywhere you listen to the podcast. But uh, we should have her on the show soon. Should be a lot of fun. Very good podcast. All right. So that is all the time we have for tonight, guys. Happy birthday to to say happy birthday one more time to our wonderful co-host Rob V
1: and a happy birthday twerk
0: robbie all right so i'd like to thank our audience for joining us tonight our listeners and our viewers we hope that maybe you learned something new gained a new perspective we even got something off of your chest don't forget like follow subscribe at tls live show go to our youtube subscribe there and if any of you missed any of today's episodes check out our clips online on youtube or facebook tomorrow for you to share them out to everyone else remember you can also listen to us on itunes spotify google alexa all of them you can go to tlsshow.com as well it was a lot of fun tonight make sure you join us on our next live show wednesday 8 p.m we'll have a special guest, activist and Howard University Professor Cyrus Hampton. Make sure you tune in and listen in. All right, Lizzie, you finally got another win. Although Thaxton said you cheated. First of all,
1: Before I even get to Kevin Faxton, I just want to give a very quick shout out to one of my mentors, favorite people on the planet. I just noticed that she tuned in, one of the Arkansas Little Rock Nine, Carlotta Walls Lanier. Hopefully, we will have you on a show in the future. Yes,
0: bring her on, Carlotta.
1: Kevin Faxton, who tried to challenge me in a thread earlier this week, saying that I can't quite bring it, mofo, bring it. But (laughs) Uh to everyone. The numbers are surging, people. The coronavirus numbers are surging here in America. Please govern yourselves accordingly. I went to the grocery store yesterday. No toilet paper, limited amount of... Um, Paper towels. We're getting back into that notion in that era where resources are very limited, few and far between. Make sure you socially distance properly. Make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you are considerate of others and expect the unexpected when it comes to this virus. We can do this if we all work together, people.
0: Thank you for your final thought, Lizzie. All right, Rob B. Rock. Have a great one. And audience, will see you Wednesday.